crazy on my end i'm still recovering this iconic from my injury um so Which I'm like, by the way well i mean i'm in my 30s now so the healing process is a little bit slower than what i'm uh used to so <laughs> uh yeah so i'm just on the road to recovery but you know a setback is a set up for your girl to come back okay oh man speaking of coming back let's get into lovecraft country man like right. i would have never thought that i would have enjoyed a series like lovecraft because i am just not a sci-fi person i'm not really into like the monsters and the things like that but as i started watching the series and i started getting more and more into it and looking at like some of the like meanings and symbolism and everything in there like it absolutely blew my mind and it, the symbolism actually made me more and more interested and so have you watched lovecraft country yes yes i was able to watch that as well man but look i ain't gonna lie just like <laughs> my thoughts when i first had seen the p valley i didn't want to watch it it was the same thing with lovecraft because i was like I won't watch this. Like, what is this? Like, why is it so gory? Like, uh, and why what are monsters? Are you kidding me? You know what I'm saying? So well, you I don't want to see strippers, you don't want to see blood and gore. Right. What do you like to see, Lamo? Like, you know, animation, cartoons, you know, fun stuff. <laughs> I'm scary. No, anyway, but <laughs> so Lovecraft Country takes place in Chicago, okay? And it is set. Uh, during the times of segregation, during the Jim Crow era and everything. So, you know, Black people didn't really have, there were still uh, colored water fountains and white water fountains. There were still white restaurants and colored uh, restaurants. They still call people niggers and, and, and um, Negroes and things like that back then. So it takes place in the past but throughout the duration of the series, they take you on this euphoric like journey, journey yeah. through the future and back to the past and back to the future. It's so, so much to unpack. So let's get started. Um, so you start off, you know, first of all, the art that is displayed in this series is amazing. They have spoken word, they have commentary from, um, you know, activists such as James Baldwin. Uh, they have all kind of dancing and songs and music and poetry. And it's just this 
beautiful symphony yeah. of words. And I'm a words person. I love words. You know this. But um, I fell in love with that alone. Like, yeah. that was the thing. one of the things that just drew me in to this um you see things when it when the series first starts off you see things like uh men riding around in a pickup truck with their shotguns which is reminiscent of the Ahmad Arbery situation wow. that happened recently this year wow. in 2020 so you know you have and, and they're kind of like on this manhunt um to shoot and kill these niggers. And so you see the classic white woman, blonde hair, blue eyes, and uh, she ends up saving them at the very beginning. She ends up saving them from these white men. Uh, and so to me, it depicted kind of like a savior type thing because yeah. we all know the, the, blonde, the white Jesus, the blonde hair, blue eyed Jesus that are is depicted everywhere but it's not in actuality what Jesus looked like. So to me, that was like, okay, she's playing the part of the savior because she just has this thing about her. Um, the blonde hair, blue eye thing, it really stuck to me. They also mentioned like, you know, sundown town and sundown country. Uh, and I was like, okay, even me and you, we had a conversation like, yeah, we're not so sure what that was. I had no idea wasn't too sure what that was but um back then you know for those of the viewers that don't know what the Jim Crow era was um the goal of the whites was to humiliate and dehumanize the blacks um there was all kind of colorism played in um and I mean so okay so you had this family the Freeman family. I, I got excited. You have the Freeman family and they're all into astrology and, you know, um, time travel and all of these type of science fiction things. And they have a company um, that creates travel guides called like a green book type thing. And what a travel guide is, is it is a map that maps out for colored people, what places, you know, when you're traveling around the country, what places are safe places yeah. for blacks to travel and what places would, you know, bring you to your untimely demise. So that's what they do. So everybody goes to them. They have this reputation for helping blacks and colors to travel safe. So that's how it starts out. Um, and then you, you you continue to roll on, like I said, through this amazing journey, man. I've blown away. Yeah. Blown away. Yeah, it's amazing, uh, Miss Iconic, because uh, Misha Green, the producer of this series, did an incredible job of, like you say, unfolding what has happened. And what is so hard, like, for people to see is, like, this this is like real stuff, you know what I'm saying, that happened and like, it's hard facts right in your face, you know, and people can't handle that because it's like unfolding history. Like, you know, we kind of, we're kind of the society is like out of sight, out of mind, you know, like, okay, we're not going to think about it. I know it happened, but I just don't want to deal with it today, you know? And so this series definitely allowed us to, 
to see what happened in the past. I mean, you know, the, the journey, like you say, it starts off, like when you said sundown town, like I had no idea like what that meant. Um, but when I, as I kept watching it, uh, like it reminded me of the purge. Okay. So this is why, because with the sundown, you know, you, you gotta, you gotta leave. You need to leave before sundown or they're coming after you, you know, you got a right to get killed as a black person. And so that kind of reminded me of like the purge because at a certain time, everybody needs to go inside or it's on. Um, But yeah, that's, that's definitely what happened. But you know, there was so many symbolisms that took place in this series alone. Um, But what was really amazing was the systematic racism that, uh, that was brought into this series and how it was explained in a way that it really made you sit back and be like, dang, you know, like this Jim Crow era wasn't that long ago, Miss Iconic. Like we not too far from it. You know what I'm saying? Our parents was probably living through that time, you know, and, or grandparents, sorry, but that, yeah, I, Oh my gosh, it's an amazing um, film, or sorry, series. And what was hard for me to, um, what another thing that took place for me was identity. I I noticed a lot of people were having some type of identity crisis uh, in this series. Like the sister, she, and I ain't gonna do too many spoilers, but- Which sister? Um, oh, okay, so there's, there's a sister, is Letty and Ruby. Okay, and so Letty and Ruby, they have a unique relationship uh, when it comes to their dynamic in this series. But um, Ruby kind of, she ain't really feeling Letty. Letty's really like the main character, but she's not really feeling Letty in the in this series. But Ruby kind of wants to know, like, what's going on? Like, why are they doing all this stuff? Uh, how can I go about and learn on my own? So, you know, she meets the the savior who you said um, in this, this series and they kind of get a connection, right? And so the savior who is Christina, uh, she tells, excuse me, she tells Ruby, you know, hey, I got this potion for you and you could be a white woman. And let uh, Ruby is black you know and so ruby's like what a white woman and so ruby takes the potion and let's back up up. okay because the two sisters so you have letty and ruby letty is fair skinned uh with nice hair you know nice features ruby is a dark skin they have the same mother different fathers so already it's a tension between them because again you see the light skin versus the dark skin so Ruby is wanting to um, experience how it is to be light-skinned because all dark-skinned people feel like they have unfair treatment because they're dark-skinned. So anyway, go ahead. Okay, thank you for that, girl. Um, so yeah, so Ruby takes the potion and she is now, she's going to turn into a white woman. So she goes for a whole day to be a white woman. And like she goes and gets a job and they got a job without credentials. And she was living the life of a white woman. I mean, the girl didn't know anything about what she was going to apply for. Um, But anyway, she ends up getting this job. And then, like, I guess, like, when the time ticks, either you take the potion or you go back to who you were originally. And, you know, that's why a lot of people was like, what's going on? All this shed skin, uh, all this skin is shedding and it's, 
is blood and all of that. But what was so significant was um, Ruby was like, she she felt like she was normal. And it was so, it, it, it was it was difficult to see from a black woman because you, you know, you see it, how easy it is to succeed um, in a, a world full of hate and is based off of the color of your skin. So that was something with identity because she got addicted to it. She got hooked to the potion. She yeah. So, and I think too, it also brings attention to, it brings perspective to it because you have the black, side and you see what's going on with the black family it's like just a classic black family and then you see the white side and they're into magic and potions and all this other stuff but as we all know they the white side had a um descendant that slept with a descendant of the black side yeah. and they created this you know cross culture thing um they didn't want to allow the black guy who was a descendant of the white guy to have his uh, birthright, okay? So what happens is you have a white woman who is in a society with all white men and she feels like she just wants to have a chance. She's not getting treated fairly because she's a woman. You know, she's getting discriminated against because she's a woman. She's a part of the family. She's a white woman. Yeah. And then you have these black people. Um, you have Ruby who was the darker skin and she feels the same way. She feels like she's not a part of the family. Yeah. She feels like she's discriminated against because of her skin. So ultimately it shows us that we can unite through our differences. We all just want the same thing, to be loved, needed, appreciated, respected, yeah. and given a fair chance at life. You know, we want what we deserve. Um, and we want, don't want that to be snatched away from us because of where our sexuality, the color of our skin, anything like that. Yeah. So I think that shines a lot of light um, to that particular aspect. And I mean, there were some quotes in the series that just, took me, just took me. Um, one of them came from a white man to a black man. And he told the black, uh, the white guy, William, told Atticus, the main character, he said, just, he said, now listen, they're gonna look at you funny. But he said, and I quote, just because they don't want you here, doesn't mean you're not supposed to be here. Ooh. I oh. Hey, so kind of, you gotta pause right there. What does that mean to you? That means to me that if I'm in the room, I deserve to be there. It yeah. don't matter who don't want me here. Yeah. It don't matter who don't like me. It don't matter who don't appreciate it. What? It don't matter who I offend. If I'm in this room, I deserve to be here. Yeah. I earn my right to be here. And he did. He deserved yeah. to be there because my that was goodness. his birthright. Um, another uh, quote that was in the series was, don't you ever let them make you question yourself again just affirmation yeah like don't ever let the way people treat you the way people view you the way people act towards you the things people say about you don't ever let that make you question yourself you know who you yourself. are and stand firm in that yes stand firm in that so i mean again those are just some of the things that were interjected in there, you know, they show the whole idea of men having more power than women. Um, they, they, it was a spoken word piece called Whitey's on the Moon. I love that spoken word piece 
because what the whole premise of the spoken word piece was, um, after everything they said, they said, and whiteies on the moon. So, for example, they said black people are dying and whiteies on the moon. Um, police killing people and whiteies on the moon. People are homeless and starving, but whiteies on the moon. So, in other words, they're saying we have all these problems, not just as a community of blacks, as a nation, because if we have a problem as a black community, a black community is a part of a whole. You know, it, it's a national problem. It's a worldwide problem. It's not just a problem in the black community. Yeah. So what they're saying by this spoken word piece, "White is on the Moon," is that we're having all these issues within this community of people, and yet y'all are spending billions of dollars to go to the moon. Y'all are not doing anything to contribute to humanity. Nothing. You're spending your money on things that. I mean, I'm not going to say it don't matter. I'm sure a lot of people are interested in things like that. But what are we finding on the moon that is helping humanity when people are out here dying and starving? So do you think, okay, so I could be wrong, um, but this is just a discussion. So when I hear whiteies on the moon, I think like what you say with the, the you know, African-Americans and all of that, I agree with you. Um, but when I hear whiteies on the moon, I'm thinking like nothing affects them. Like they're still on the top. Um, like all this stuff going down in the world, but it don't even matter to them. You know, like they still, it ain't yeah, nothing going to them. Because you can't get to the moon, right? So, so that's kind of what I got out of it. I mean, but I do like your approach as well, Miss Iconic. Um, but yeah, wow. Yeah, that's, <laughs> whoo, I told y'all this is heavy. <laughs> this is What's heavy. some other stuff that you saw, some of the symbolisms? Um, I love the representation, um, that we also... Well, you know what? Family secrets was huge in this. Uh, okay. Because there was, y'all, y'all got to watch it, but there was so many family secrets and it kept unfolding as the series went in. Um, but one of the biggest family secrets was Atticus, aka Tick, and his dad, Montrose. Um, they had a very unique relationship. And come to find out, Atticus... Uh, or Montrose, okay, so Uncle George as well. Uncle George was Montrose's brother. And so come to find out, um, Uncle George messed with Atticus's mom. And so, you know, now Atticus is finding out that Uncle George ain't really his uncle, that's his daddy. Yeah. Um, and so Montrose kept that secret, you know, from Atticus who Atticus for the longest thought that was his dad, you know? And so we see that so much in the community. We <laughs> Kids be coming out the woodworks, you know what I mean? And, uh, yeah, especially yeah. in the black community, I can speak. I can speak for that because I've witnessed that in my, my life. But um, yeah, that was a family secret that was held for so long. But another thing was um, Montrose, he actually was a down low brother. You know, he was a gay man and he was battling with that in this film or in the series the whole time. He did not, he didn't want to accept it. And so, you know, he tried to hide it by drinking alcohol and, you know, alcohol was really big for him. And it, it at one point Atticus was like, is this gas? Like, it's so strong, you know? So Family Secrets was, is pretty dominant in this as well. Yeah. Have you ever like discovered any family secrets in your own? Family? Girl, 
listen so family secrets heck yeah um i my biological father actually like it seemed like every year i found out i had a new sibling you know <laughs> and then people still to this day is like tiffany you have brothers out there and i have no idea but it's a family secret i guess they're so ashamed of allowing uh that truth to come out because you know they're heavy in the church yeah. Oh, okay, you heard what I said. So you know, if you have <laughs> in the church, then you you got to keep that clean slate. But really, you know, you was Rolling Stone the whole time. I, I oh. got an uncle who every other year we found out he got another child somewhere. But and girl. they hit me up on Facebook and be like, "I'm your cousin, girl." But um, yeah, <laughs> man, yeah. Uh, I mean, also family secrets on the on the white counterparts as well, because um there were just things going on and like I said Christina Christina was a beast because mm -hmm. Christina was on a mission Christina had a vendetta yes. against her family as well as the men in her family and it even caused her to help the 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 kind of like the the opposer it caused her to help the blacks out a lot a she lot. helped them out a lot yeah even though they were kind of opposing um characters but something else I wanted to point out in there, you know, like I said, they talked about a lot of magic and potions. When they took the, the magic potion and they turn into this person, right? Okay. Um, when the potion runs out and, and they get turned back to themselves, I remember Ruby say it was like I was dying, you know? And somebody said, no, you're not dying. You're being born again. Ooh. I said, oh, it's just <laughs> revelation. It's just yeah. revelation. It's yeah. just revelation. Because literally when they turn back into themselves, you see them breaking out of the shell of skin. It's very gory. Um, you see their bone structure change. Yeah. You see all the skin peel off. Incredible. And then there's blood left on them. And that was just, I mean, it's, it's like a rebirth, man. It's like a rebirth. Um, Miss Iconic, so... Even like when you said what you just said about what Ruby had mentioned, um, but I remember her saying like, you know, not only to be white, but unmitigated freedom. Uh, I was trying to say that, but you interrupted. So go ahead, girl. <laughs> I'm sorry. I was excited because I was like, yo, this, this is wow. You know, mm -hmm. like unmitigated freedom just to be white. Yeah. Just sit right there on that. Like, We'll never experience that in our lifetime. Yeah. And I, I actually do have a quote from Christina during that part. She said, um, an invitation to be white is an invitation to do whatever the fuck you want, is what she said. And that was a direct quote from the movie. So how many times do we experience that as white, as black people, um, do we experience the white privilege we we witness the white privilege on our jobs, at our churches yeah. sometimes, yeah. in our families, on the street corners, in our apartment complexes. Um, we experience it a lot. And for some reason, I don't know why white people have a problem admitting. Some of them say they, they don't understand, they don't see it, but I refuse to believe that you don't see your privilege um, in a world where, it, you know, it says right here, 
Yeah. You know, movie, movies come from somewhere. They come from reality. Okay. And an invitation to be white is an invitation to do whatever the fuck you want. Zero consequences, zero retribution, zero judgment. It's just an invitation to be whatever the fuck you want. And so when Ruby got that idea, oh, when she got that, she ran with it. <laughs> she ran with it. And I found a whole newfound love for Ruby. Ruby stole my heart when she started using that to her advantage. Yeah. She started using it to her advantage. Listen, I kind of, would you, okay, so... We're talking about this magic potion. I know, like, this is just a hypothetical question that needs to be answered. If you had the opportunity to do what Ruby did, would you do it? I would not. I would not. Um, Because I am who I am, and me having a magic potion for five hours of my life doesn't change anything. You might as well say, okay, well, you know, every time you run into a situation, go get high and drunk and plastered off of drugs. Um, well, when the high comes back down, you're still in the same place. The same thing with the magic potion. It's not permanent. It's only temporary. Yeah. And because of that, I would feel like I was doing my people a disservice by extending, you know, my, my part of myself to become white temporarily like I, I don't want to do that that's not my reality and so I don't want to live in this false reality okay so I I agree with that um I would not want to do it either but I want to play devil's advocate for the for a second and so what Ruby did once she had understood that it was unmitigated freedom she then went to the supervisor who was at her job who was messing with uh women like kind of just kind of like, I think it might have almost been a rape type thing. Like, but they made, he made them feel very uncomfortable. And so there was one part of the series or in that uh, show that she took her high heel and she was seducing him at first. She took a high heel and she just got his booty with a high heel. Bam, bam, bam. Uh, and just know a nigga did this, you know, and that was what she said. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So on the flip side, yeah, I don't want to do my race uh injustice but then on the other side it's like well let me go do some real quick so i can uh let these people know i mean i i wouldn't do it myself but at the same time are you letting your own selfishness yeah. get in the way of what you truly stand for and i i would not be willing to do that yeah. no no, no I, I wouldn't either uh, i told you i was just playing devil's advocate but i i did i would not want to do that either that's not something that i was i was just yeah. Yeah. So the whole, the whole premise of, you know, the whole thing was they were trying to get this book of names and the book of names was going to allow them to cast spells so that they could save their entire, uh, their whole ancestry, honestly. Um, so that this magic, so that the white people would not continue to cast these spells on the blacks and have that control over them because there were parts in there where they were casting these spells they had them in the house they had the entire family almost in a house and they were casting these spells and what they did was they presented something that they knew they presented a visual a tangible visual thing or person that they knew was a desire of each person's heart so yes. for instance if you like music they gave they put you in a room with all this musical instruments um 
Uncle George liked books yep. and sci-fi. They put him in this huge room. It was like a library uh, shelf, a bookshelf up to the ceiling with all his favorite books. Um, Atticus, he had things going on with from when he was in the war with his ex, Gia. Yeah. Um, and Letty, her heart's desire was Atticus. And so they had a fake Atticus come into her room and, and pretty much try to seduce her. So that to me spoke to me because we so often are all about what we could see and what we could touch and what's tangible and right here, right now. But if you think about it, right, you, you can't allow the image of something, your desires to supersede what you know for real like all, a part of them they all had to like dig deep and be like this ain't real this not real so could you imagine somebody that you love and you want and you desire so much and he's trying to you know just seduce you and make love to you and you have to kill him oh like so no. that to me it was like man you know they presented something which is a trick of the enemy that we all deal with, you know, now the enemy will give you what appears to be your heart's desires, but it's very important to understand, to realize, to understand, and to remember that when you're faced with these situations, that the enemy is deceitful. The enemy is a liar and he is out to seek and devour. He is out to divide and conquer. So, so what they did was they separated them all in different rooms. So now they don't even have each other to depend on. Yeah. So now he's placing these things that appear to be your heart's desires in front of you, but it comes at a cost. So don't fall for any tricks. If anybody is appearing to give you what you want and it's just that easy, you know, they gave Letty like these fancy clothes. They fit her to a T. Yeah. How they know her size? You know, okay. that's a trick. They was perfectly her size. You know what I'm saying? So illusions are created to deceive you and to throw you off of your game. Okay, not just in this movie, I'm talking real life right now. Um, and, and these are things that will eventually kill you because when Letty and the fake Atticus, the just the, the you know, uh, the image, when he came in there, he was seducing her, he pulled down his pants and a snake came out. Ooh. So that just lets you know be careful around people <clears throat> that are um too willing to give you your heart's desires because it's a trick of the enemy. <clears throat> it's a snake in disguise. It's a wolf in sheep's clothing. And see, a snake, you, we, we get deceived because we'd be like, oh, but they seem so genuine. Baby, a snake looks you dead in your fucking eyes before they get ready to attack and strike you, okay? A dog or some other animal or something like that, they will shy away. They will give you little hints, but a snake, a snake will look you dead in your eye before they get ready to bite. Mm. They don't have, you know what I'm saying? So that, I, I mean, it was so much revelation in this series, so much revelation. Um, moving forward towards the end of the series, what else? What you just said was deep. Goodness, yeah. I'm over here like, let me pass the, <laughs> the tray. Yeah, right. 
Goodness gracious. like you used to do. Mm-hmm. Pass the peas like you used to do. I said, Pass the peas, pass the peas, pass the peas, pass peas. I'm back. Pass the peas like you used to do moving forward moving forward as we roll it it was 10 series we're yeah. right about or it was 10 episodes in the series um right about episode seven right um hippolyta the mother uh uncle george's wife takes on uh, takes on okay they're on this mission again to find this book of names um so they can take these break these curses off their family and hippolyta went through time uh there was some brave souls on this series i don't know i don't know if that part was realistic i don't know no color folks to be that brave when it comes to like that you know, you're just dropping down into caves and halfway drowning and mummies coming to life and you staying there. I, I just can't. But Hippolyta, she went and she traveled back through time. Um, she was trying to like really fight for her daughter who had been cursed and was going to die. Her daughter D. So um as Hippolyta gets sucked into this uh time machine time travel thing um she ends up in this place and it's all light it's white and light looks like heaven okay and she's naked which was another thing that let me know like nudity is nothing wrong with that a girl keep going she went in there with clothes and when she got to heaven what i say is heaven um she was naked (laughs) So that's, you know what I'm saying? Anyway, so this figure, this tall, statuesque figure with this big afro yeah. comes and she walks. She's like kind of robotic a little bit. And Hippolyte is like, who are you? And she said, I am. Mm. If that wasn't heaven, I was like, so is God really a female? You know? You know, they, they had that song, you know, no, God's a female. I, I like, yeah. Man, so that was just, I was like, wow. To me, that was reminiscent of heaven because that's the only person who says I am okay. in the Bible. Okay. God says I am. But yeah, um, and then Hippolyta tried to kind of like battle with her a little bit because she like, okay, y'all got me here hostage. I'm in prison. And I am said, you're not in prison. You're free. You're free with infinite possibilities. Mm. <laughs> You're free to be and do, you know, whatever it is you want to do and whoever it is you want to be. All you have to do is speak it. Mm. The same thing God tells us, the same thing that the Holy Spirit shows us day after day after day after day, that there is one God and he is the I am 
Yeah. Okay. And we can do through, through his son, Jesus Christ, we can do and be anything we want to be, but it's come to, it, it has to be a sound like God is waiting on a sound. And so that's the same thing that I am told Hippolyta in, in Lovecraft. You can be anything. You're not in prison. You're free. You can be and go anywhere. Just speak it. So Hippolyta, as she's speaking these things, she becomes it. So she spoke something. She became this, oh, she said, I am a warrior. So she, you see her, you know, fighting and this warrior thing. And then she said she wanted to um, dance with the one lady uh, in Paris. So you see her on stage dancing in Paris. And, and she goes, she travels all through these places. Like she wants to be out of space. So she's out of space. Every single thing that she spoke, it became. Yeah. And it brought me back to Genesis in the Bible. Like when God spoke those things that man was the only thing that God created with his hands. Um, everything else he spoke into existence. Yeah. So, you know, um, that part was interesting for me. It was such a spiritual thing um, to this me. Part. Did you, did you, did that part do anything for you? Like did. that it, part it, of the series? Oh my gosh. Yes. Because it's oftentimes we, we are our own enemy, you know? So when we say, oh, I can't do this. And then like, you're not going to be able to do it. So when, you know, the, when she showed that, like, I am, and then it's like, as it progressed and it kept happening, her confidence started building, and she came back, like, what's up? Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. so, yeah, that was something that was very significant. Um, It's very significant. Y'all gotta watch it, because there's so much into this. There's no way we can even, like, tell y'all everything, but you definitely gotta watch it. But, Miss Iconic, I gotta ask you a question. Um, okay. So I know, like, as we're we're getting close to the end of this, but what character do you did you enjoy the most? Like, who's your favorite character out of this? I character? I love Letty, and it's because I'm a Journey Smollett fan. Yeah, I am a Journey Smollett fan. She's an incredible actress. Yeah, she plays those roles to a T. The nuances and everything. Now, um the woman in me says Atticus because Atticus is sexy. Atticus ain't the best looking thing in the world, but Atticus is sexy. But I, I love Letty um, just because Letty is fearless. She, she has heart. She's going after what she wants. You know what I'm saying? She's not taking yeah. anything, you know, she's not taking, taking no prisoners, yeah. you know, or she is taking prisoners, whatever. But yeah, that I would say Letty is my favorite character. Okay, cool. For me, um, I want to say Letty, but you already said Letty, so I'm gonna go. I mean, if it is what it is, just whatever. <laughs> no, um, I I did enjoy Letty, um, because she was so courageous, uh, and she wasn't scared of nothing, not nothing. Like she bought this haunted house, and she just did it. Like she lived there. I would have moved out the first time I seen a spirit. You hear me? Gone. I'd be terrified of bugs. So I know seeing the spirits and all of those stuff. I've been out of there. Um, but yeah, not only that, she just was so intelligent. I just love the representation of the black people, the black race in this series. It was yeah. just very empowering and uplifting and just a community that everybody came together. And like, just, I loved all of the cast. They 
all did an outstanding they all they all were excellent it was nobody that just did okay like everybody they lived in it they they brought us to this place they loved on us they played up-to-date music you know and then they play like uh george jim we're moving on up to the side you know i can't even sing like miss iconic but you know it gives you that family feel and then it'll bring you to another place you know so yes although they're telling all of the uh history in this you still you're still compelled to just continue to watch so yes, overall like this incredible do you think there'll be a season two well we're not done let's go to oh, the okay. finale real quick because so finally they get go to the past and they get to the book of names okay um and it was just a couple of things i wanted to touch base on in there um because what happened like could you imagine somebody going to the past and then telling you hey i came from the future you're getting ready to die oh girl so don't try to save yourself <laughs> don't try to save your family mm. you have to do this so that your descendants can continue to live on in the future how would you be able to handle that how i mean would you would you have tried to save yourself tell the truth tell the truth same deal. um <laughs> probably in the beginning then i would probably i think i would have probably tried to save myself too because that's hard like, it's like no way y'all don't know y'all don't know but then you know atticus did go <clears throat> and it was like a flashback where he's with his mom or was it his grandmother but he was with one of his ancestors and um <laughs> oh his mom and he says i don't want to die you know and it was that mother and son um representation and it was like wow but yeah for me i you just gotta oh my gosh that's hard so i, I would have tried to save myself i would have um, tried to save myself but after a while when you know all the odds are against you then you're being kind of like well i gotta save my selfish yeah so what the what the ancestor did which happened to be the great great grandmother she it was just a quote i want to bring attention to real quick while before we wrap up she handed letty the book of names uh -huh. because it had been hidden in the past and burnt up in the house so when letty went back to the past she got to the house before it burnt grabbed the book of names and then the house burnt with the ancestors in it the ancestor of Atticus, which was his great-great-grandmother, said, when my great-great-grandson is born, he will be my faith turned flesh. Took me out. Took me out. Took me out. Okay. I said, wow, imagine if people thought about that these days. Imagine if people quit being selfish and thought about, okay, if I make this move, if I make these choices, this will be so beneficial to my great, great, great grandson. Like, this is going to, my flesh, my faith is going to be, it's going to be manifest by my choices. So the bad choices that I made, it's going to be manifest in my flesh. The mm. good choices that I made is going to be manifest in the flesh. So we have to think about that. The choices we make right now today are going to affect somebody in the future. Yeah. And we have to be sure um, that we obligate ourselves to that and that we, we take the responsibility, you know, for yep. our great great grandchildren that will one day 
be our faith turn flesh um so i mean it, again it's just so much to oh gosh it's so much but i do want to end out on saying like we we've gave y'all keys throughout this segment we hope that you guys watch the series and we hope that you love it as much as we did i just want to end off my stuff with another quote that i got from the series and this is a quote from the series to me to you all. Um, and it says that we all have a choice. We can choose to be monsters or we can choose to be heroes. So I hope that you guys choose to be heroes because I know that I want to be a hero one day um, for my descendants and, and for even people that are not related to me. So continue to let your light so shine. Poetic <laughs> <laughs> today. Yeah. <laughs> You know, yeah, that man, y'all gotta watch it now. Put in the comments if you've seen it. Are we, we, we watching y'all? <laughs> hey, and y'all know who it is. This is your girl, Tiffany Two Tone, baby. Y'all already know who this is, but DJ, bump that up, bump that up. That's my jam. It's Miss Iconic, the hostess that always does the absolute most. Is y'all, we signing out.